Hello and welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. My name is Tom and today we are going to be talking about what the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal means for World of Warcraft. And to do that, we have a very special guest. We are joined by games journalist Ed Nightingale. Hey Ed, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And of course, we have the co-host of Talking Wow, Marty. Hey Marty. Hello, I'm not a journalist. (laughs) No, you are not, but Ed is here and we are really excited to get Ed's perspectives on this whole deal because it has been running on for a little while, one might say. Almost two years in the making, the most historic deal in video game history sees Microsoft buy out Activision Blizzard King for just a mere $68.7 billion. Ed, I'm going to start with you because I know you've been writing a lot of articles about this over the many, many months. Did you actually think this was going to go through? Did you think this was going to finally navigate all its legal hurdles to actually happen? I mean, yeah, there have been a lot of legal hurdles. Um, It's been... Yeah, I think it's 20 months, I think. I think it was January 2022 that this was uh, first announced. So it's been a really long time coming. There have been a lot of objections. Um, A lot of expected objections, I think. You know, PlayStation, Sony are obviously going to turn around and say, no, we don't want this to happen. Um, Of course not. So, of course, there have been objections. But whether they really had that much merit, I'm not really too sure. Um, I feel like this was probably always going to happen. It was sort of inevitable. It was just going through the motions legally of, you know, all these different objections, all these different court cases just to see, okay, is this going to happen? And it finally has. And in a lot of ways, I feel quite relieved now that at least we know it's happened. (laughs) We don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, You know, I can stop writing stories about, will this happen (laughs) anymore? Uh, You know, it's happened. We can just move on with our lives now. Yeah, and I mean, I think from like just, I don't know, my perspective and maybe yours, Marty, you you can weigh in on this. Without being, you know, like obviously you're a journalist, Ed, so you're, this is very like a focal thing. It's a big, massive thing. As as gamers, we were just sort of just sitting there being like, okay, like just waiting for it to happen. And I think much like, like you're saying as well, just expecting it to happen. I think when you're hearing, you know, if Microsoft wants to buy something, like the they're probably going to buy it, you know, when there's that much money involved. And probably one of the the first time I really kind of sat up and took note of this story was when it was actually the UK that put a block on this deal. And it was actually surrounding cloud gaming and not to get political or anything, but I was like the UK blocking, you know, some big money deal that, you know, obviously uh, some envelopes have not reached where they've meant to go or something like that. But um, (laughs) yeah, it was just like, okay, you know, this is actually interesting but the whole like cloud gaming side of it was just a delay to this it was like well i don't really understand that but um yeah what about you marty like what how have you been like taking in this whole story over the months because for me like it like i say it hasn't really been probably a big thing until we've reached these later stages I mean, I think I was a little bit excited about the whole thing in the beginning and but then you know everything just started dragging out and then i think 
for me at least it just got pushed to the side to the back of my head and wasn't probably until you know last week uh when it finally went through that it popped back into to my point of view um so so yeah that that's that's where i'm from right now that it hasn't really been something i've thought too much about basically just been waiting yeah i guess so one of the the interesting things about seeing this deal finally close is the reaction to like the various communities in general you've got you know obviously a big xbox fan base there as well and something i've noticed in the the blizzard fan base and again much like you're saying at this relief that it's actually happened and i actually found this very interesting because it's a you know a trillion dollar company buys a billion dollar company and the actual reaction of so many players is a joy like they're overjoyed and i guess the question here ed is like why are people so happy about this trillion dollar company buying a billion dollar company because is it going to actually affect us? I mean, that ultimately is is the big question. Um, you know, what is the impact here for gamers, really? Um, I think there's there's an element of console wars, of people who have bought an Xbox who just want to have some good games at last because there haven't been a huge number of, of uh, big, you know, Xbox exclusives uh, this generation. So maybe this could have an impact on that. Um, so I'm sure there are a lot of Xbox fans that are excited about this big deal. Um, there are maybe people that aren't happy about it. There are people who don't want this, as you say, trillion dollar company to have a big monopoly. It, you know, is it right for the industry that it's just these conglomerates of huge companies buying each other? There's a lack of competition. Um, you tend to see a lot more innovation coming from smaller indie companies, um, be that through gameplay, be that through story, being through more diversity. Um, you know, they can move quicker. They can be more flexible. Big companies, something like Starfield has obviously been years in the making. And I think one of the criticisms of it is that it feels a bit lacking. It's something that sort of has sensibilities from five years ago. Well, of course, because that's when it, development started. Um, and it takes a long time for things to be made. Um, I don't think that necessarily we want to have a small number of companies owning all of these other ones. I don't think that's necessarily good. So some people maybe aren't as happy. Um, I think Xbox fans are happy that there are some good games coming. I think there's a sense of relief that it's over. After all this time, I think people have got a bit bored with all the stories. And a lot of those stories have been very business-minded about the court cases, about what might happen internally. And I think there are some interesting things there. But to your point, what does this mean for gamers? And for now, I actually don't think it's going to have that big an impact. I think we're not going to see the impact of this for another couple of years um, until the dust has settled and we can finally see what games are going to be exclusive, what games aren't. There's been so much talk about Call of Duty and everything else. I think we'll finally see that settle in a couple of years and then we'll be able to see the impact for gamers. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. And because this this deal took so long as well, it's just, you know, there's probably a backlog of just what's supposed to happen during a takeover. And I think when like Microsoft took over Bethesda, that was relatively straightforward, quotation marks, because there there wasn't, as far as I'm aware, this amount of legal hurdles that, that had to be 
uh, gone through. And, and then we saw like when that announcement and that takeover happened, suddenly there were like Bethesda games on Game Pass. And I think potentially like a lot of people were, you know, you know, gamers and just how fickle we can be sometimes and expecting, you know, that instant gratification. People were probably expecting, hey, this this deal will happen. And by next week, after the deal, we'll see World of Warcraft on the Game Pass or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, well, it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the first thing that will happen is that we'll start seeing Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. Uh, Microsoft, their strategy is Game Pass. They want everyone to be signed up to that, as many people as possible to get as much money as broadly as possible. So padding out their Game Pass catalogue with with Activision Blizzard games is absolutely going to be their priority. They've already said it's not going to happen until next year. So it's not a, you know, they bought the company last week and then day one, bam, here are all these games. It doesn't work like that. Um, and, And even, you know, yesterday, Phil Spencer was on the Xbox podcast talking about this, saying, you know, it's going to take time. Um, this deal has taken a long time to happen. This isn't an instant thing. Um, so it's going to take time for these games to be on Game Pass, but that, I think, is going to be the, their first thing, which will be next year. So that will be the first thing people start to see. Um, and from there, I think, honestly, the next thing is going to be more mobile stuff more than anything. Um, yeah. I think there's been so much talk around Call of Duty with it being this huge franchise that makes so much money and you know all these playstation owners are saying well we still want call of duty on our console and all these objections are saying no we don't want microsoft to own this huge franchise but really what microsoft want is king (laughs) yeah they want a mobile company so that they can start planning mobile games and making money out of that they've already said that they want to have a mobile game marketplace to rival apple and google play so that really is is a big part of that and i think a lot of gamers who are console gamers who play on pc maybe ignore the mobile side of things but that i think is going to be a really really huge next step for microsoft before we start seeing call of duty exclusivity or whatever else is next from activision blizzard i think it's it's firstly let's get the catalog on game pass and then it's right how can we make money out of mobile gaming yeah, and you mentioned uh, Phil Spencer there as well, who's the the head of Xbox, and you you mentioned the interview uh, the podcast uh, on the official Xbox channel, which is worth a listen to actually, because you get to hear this person who's at the you know the top of the the, the chain of Xbox talking about like what their plans are going to be of that. And Marty was actually talking to me before we went live here, and we were just talking about like phil spencer's persona against uh like the head of activision blizzard bobby kotick and it's (laughs) it's a very strange comparison isn't it between the two yeah uh they are they are very (laughs) different people one is liked one is not um phil spencer loves to wear his sort of gamer t-shirts and jeans and i was gonna say we don't even need to say which which one is which (laughs) at this point (laughs) You know, he, he likes to sort of be one of the people uh, and, and appear sort of down to earth. And Bobby Kotick is much more suited CEO who I'm sure would love to be one of the people, but uh, is very much not. He is, I would say, not very liked uh, within his own company, let alone the wider industry. Um, he will not be at Activision Blizzard next year. So end of this year, he's out. January 1st, 2024. No more Bobby Kotick. 
And I think a lot of people will be very happy with that. I think like, again, we mentioned that word relief and especially in the, the Blizzard community, I feel like that was the big news that Bobby Kotick wasn't going to be there anymore. And he's almost been like this, you know, to use the Diablo reference, he's been like that demon, you know, at the the, <laughs> the, the top of the of the pile here that's just been like overseeing, uh, you know, what's been going on in Blizzard. And that's not to say like he is responsible for every single thing that's happened in Blizzard because that's there's a lot of moving parts there, but he's almost like the the mouthpiece, the you know, the the person you see when you when you think of Blizzard Activision. And then you've got now almost, you know, you look over to the other side and to use a Diablo reference, you've got Phil Spencer who's almost like this angel. And uh, <laughs> that this is like the comparison that I'm just seeing from like the communities, like, you know, when you go on social and it's just really interesting to to see that and marty like what what's your sort of perspective between the two since you know like we were we were talking about that i mean i definitely i mean as i told said to you before the the uh we started recording i, I found it find it so interesting to uh, that you know phil is so likable compared to 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 bobby um and what i'm sort of curious is you know what is one thing is how you know you appear outwards and, and things like that. I'm, I'm just wondering how much it actually you know uh, has an effect on on the inside of the company and and you know are, are we basically just replacing you know one CEO with another one or if that is there actually going to be some some good changes here? I think that's the big question that I have. Yeah, I mean both like you say outwardly both CEOs are, are quite different, um, or I say execs are are, are quite different. Um, I, I don't think it's it's interesting what you say there about sort of Phil Spencer being the angel. I I'm, I'm sure Microsoft has its own problems, uh, as every company does. You know that there's no perfect company. Um, Activision Blizzard is is because of the reports definitely seen as a very toxic place. Um, I'm sure even that has changed um, over the last few years. Uh, obviously, there were a lot of talks about sort of sexual assault allegations and misogyny homophobia all these sorts of things and and a really i think the quote was a frat boy culture was what activision blizzard was described as having um you know there hasn't been a similar investigation into microsoft i'm i i would like to think that they have better protocol and uh they're a very different organization i'd love to think that they will come in and shake things up at activision blizzard make sure that they are no longer a toxic place to work how much that happens who knows we'll have to wait and see internally um i think employees internally hopefully are excited about that microsoft takeover and about the change that that will bring and i think without bobby kotick as that sort of figurehead for that culture hopefully that will make change but I also think things like culture changes take time. Again, it's not going to be an instant thing. I don't think Microsoft are going to swoop in and start making massive changes. I think they will want to slowly work with Activision Blizzard, see what they can do to change things. Um, and and hopefully that change will be positive. Um, but I think there's also a concern around potential layoffs as well. I mean... That, I think, has been one of the biggest stories in the industry this year is the amount of layoffs. As much as we've had amazing games and all this money being made, there are a lot of companies that are laying off a lot of staff. And a lot of the time that happens after acquisitions. We've seen um, Embracer in Sweden buying loads of game studios 
and then reorganizing that and shifting it and laying people off. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, Epic Games had a whole round of layoffs, um, which included Mediatonic, which is the Fall Guys developer. And a load of them, unfortunately, have left. So I think, you know, often you see these big acquisitions, but then as companies get consumed by other ones and absorbed in, um, you do start to see shifts and, and changes in structure. And that ultimately does sometimes mean layoffs. So I don't think it's all rosy Microsoft coming in. I think there hopefully will be some positive cultural changes, but I, it won't be positive for everyone, I'm sure. Yeah, and you you always bring us back like full circle here because while there was this like relief again, this excitement, this you know what like what this could possibly mean for us as gamers, there's that realistic thing here where it's like this company bought this company to make money, and you you would be very naive to think if you know it, it, it is that bed of roses that you would suddenly be walking into where okay, we've got, you know, the likes of Diablo and World of Warcraft here as well, where, oh, look at those games. Like, they're, like when you look at, you know, comparatively to, like, mobile gaming or Call of Duty, it's like, they don't make as much money as those. And if you think suddenly that Microsoft are going to walk in and go, well, you know what, this, you know, people like that game. Let's let's put more devs on it. You know, let's increase the content we're making for that. You know, let's put a real focus on that. It's actually probably not going to happen. Like they, they might come in and go, that's that's working pretty well, but maybe we can trim a bit of the fat off here with regards to, you know, what's being done and, and then save some money there without it having too much of an impact. And like there's gonna be those people that are gonna be looking at that. And again, that that's something that we as gamers don't really find out about until it's announced. Yeah, I think Microsoft have also hopefully learned from their acquisition of Bethesda. This year from Bethesda, obviously we've had Starfield as the, as the big game. Um, before that was Redfall, which was pretty much a failure. Um, it was not the game that Arcane should have made, really. Um, there were a lot of decisions in Bethesda and within Arcane of wanting to do something different um, and, it, and it not really being in their wheelhouse and reports came out after the game was released that Microsoft kind of just left them to it. They they bought Bethesda and then said, no, no, we don't want to interfere too much so we're going to let you do your thing and actually it seemed like they needed some interference, they needed some guidance and Microsoft sort of didn't really do that and I think therefore the game really suffered because they needed that interference. So hopefully Microsoft have learned from that and they can have the right touch with Activision Blizzard. There are some games that I'm sure are very established and do not need help. Um, you know, obviously, WoW, I'm sure, is one of them. Um, Diablo is probably another one. Um, but then also maybe there are other games in development we don't even know about that might need a bit of a push. Um, they've talked as well about going through the back catalogue of Activision Blizzard franchises and IPs to say, right, what can we revive? Um, but they, you know, Phil Spencer, again, on the Xbox podcast, was talking about being very careful with that. Um, you know, it's not just a, oh, people like Guitar Hero, say, let's bring it back. It's, okay, well, let's speak to the developers in the studios. Let's see what they're passionate about. Let's see what ideas they've got um, and and work from there. And it's going to be a long time until we start seeing the fruits of that labor, I think, because it's, it's the game development is a very slow process. And it's going to be a few years before we really start seeing Microsoft reaping the rewards of buying this huge company. 
Yeah, and like mentioning Phil Spencer again, and I highly recommend like listening to that podcast where he's talking about like how they hope to handle you know these these new teams, and also he very much had a focus on the word learning as well, and kept bringing that up. And again, I'm my comparison of Phil Spencer as an angel that was that was merely just you know <laughs> me making a, a observation from from the internet because again, I, I think it's important. With, with everything happening in the game industry, like not to, not to put people on pedestals because I think that's a dangerous thing. And, you know, that's, that's what happened to Blizzard and Blizzard Activision. And going forward then, Marty, with, with all these possible things that could happen, like what, what would you say is the thing, what, like what would you hope for that will happen in you know, as a knock-on effect of Microsoft taking over Blizzard, and, and, and take a positive look at it. What's what's like, you know, a good thing that could happen from this? I mean, one thing that I I hope is that Blizzard gets a little bit back to the roots, uh, if that makes sense. Where you know we're not shipping a game until it's done. Blizzard is used to be like a stamp of approval that this game is good quality, like a quality stamp, and. I just think there's been too many releases in the past, I don't know, how many years where that has not been the case any longer. Um, and I sort of hope that, that I don't know if it will be, but that, that would be my hopes at least, that uh, maybe this this will have like a positive effect and that will be like a focus again. Oh, I thought you were going to say creepers in World of Warcraft. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want a creeper mount, sure. I'll take it. And as a, as a gamer... What what would you hope that this this deal brings us, and and be be optimistic as a as a gamer? Um, I mean, as a, as as a journalist, I guess there's the sort of slight business side of I I hope that Activision Blizzard lands on its feet, and I and I hope that the people there are able to improve the culture as we talked about. Um, as a gamer, I would love to see PlayStation have a bit more competition. Um, I think PlayStation have absolutely won this this console war if you want to say you know this this generation um it's miles ahead of microsoft xbox has not had the the exclusives that that sony have and you know that that's great for playstation fans um but i think it would be great to see microsoft bounce back with some really good exclusives um and some good new games i think it's 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 interesting that you know we look at okay they they own call of duty they own um Diablo, World of Warcraft, everything else. But, you know, hopefully those teams can be given the chance to come up with something brand new. Something like um, Bethesda this year releasing Hi-Fi Rush um, from Tango Gameworks. Um, that was a brilliant new game that was that was developed, you know, within this time that was really exciting and really different. And so I would love to see something brand new come out of these Activision Blizzard studios. I find it really interesting that you say that you know ex- that you bring up exclusivity because one of the reasons I actually really do like Xbox is that there aren't that many exclusives that they are like we want to be there for everyone, and it's one of the reasons why I sort of dislike PlayStation a little bit because you know I have an Xbox. There's a, cert- a few certain games that I you know I need a PlayStation to be able to play, and I hate that. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm. I'm in all honesty I've I've grown up on Nintendo and PlayStation so they both are very much all around exclusives that's kind of I guess been part of 
me gaming really um has been has been around that and yeah i think you know it's great to have an xbox and be able to play all the big releases and that's 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 great um i i do still feel like exclusivity will come into play at some point here at the end of the day you don't my view is that you don't spend 69 billion on a company to not have exclusive games and try and make money out of that um and that was a big argument against this acquisition was well look at the precedence of bethesda um they bought bethesda and suddenly all bethesda games are exclusive starfield originally was being developed for playstation and now is is you know an xbox exclusive i think we will see future activision blizzard games be xbox exclusives um maybe that will that will help to boost some sales um or maybe we'll start seeing more games on game pass on multiple platforms um which is also a great deal <laughs> xbox uh you know game pass is great so we know that we're probably not going to see any of the activism blizzard backlog on game pass until next year that's pretty much been confirmed by phil spencer but what what do you think they're gonna headline out there with regards to Blizzard Activision games? Let's start with Ed. Ooh, that's a very interesting question. I mean, I guess it's... In some ways, it's it's what's the biggest IP um, in some ways that, that is worth headlining. Um, but Call of Duty's had so much talk around it that I, I don't think that's going to be exclusive to Xbox anytime soon. Um, I think... Call of Duty coming to Game Pass will be absolutely massive. Um, and I, I think what they might end up doing is releasing it on PlayStation as well, but it being part of Game Pass means that more people will flock to that because it's part of their subscription. And with multiplayer being so big for Call of Duty, if all of your friends are playing on Xbox, then you're going to want to play on Xbox as well. Um, I'm sure they'll have some sort of cross-platform play as well. But I think Call of Duty coming to Game Pass will be huge. Whether something like Diablo comes to it, or WoW, I I don't know if they will do that yet. Um, I feel like those games are maybe bigger with the PC market than console, maybe. So I don't know if that's quite as big a headline. Because obviously Xbox and Game Pass are on PC, but I feel like xbox is a bit more of a console brand so if they're trying to push xbox specifically i feel like call of duty is the big one that they will try and headline um but as i said before i'd also love to see something brand new of like here's this really cool new franchise that they've come up with and this is what we want to push i'd love to see that i mean one one game i could potentially see being uh, an exclusive to to xbox uh, could be the new survival game that uh, we know that blizzard is working on um that could be a possibility. We don't even, I mean, we don't know too much about it yet, but maybe we'll, we will in a few few weeks. Ed's already vetoed it, Marty. But we're, and I, we are a World of Warcraft podcast here. You might not quite know it today, but this is all connected <laughs> and it will have an impact on you. Well, it might have an impact on us one way or another. But Marty, World of Warcraft on Game Pass prediction, is it ever going to happen? I mean, I don't know about ever, but I cannot see that happening right now. I would love it to only to have to pay one subscription, absolutely. But I think WoW is still such a large game, and it you know that subscription alone earns so much money that I'm having a difficulty seeing them just including it into you know the the game pass and and 
uh, I, I think that would they would I would lose money by doing that. So I don't see that happening. Um, at least not right now. Maybe in the future, who knows? But but uh, or maybe there will be another tier of, of you know the game pass where a WoW is included, something along those lines, perhaps. But I don't see them. Uh, I, I just, I'm very sorry to everyone who's listening or watching that. I don't see that happening right now. My outlandish prediction is we will see <laughs> World of Warcraft on Steam before we see it on Game Pass. There we go. That's uh, interesting. That's what you can revisit in you know five to ten years and tell me how terribly wrong I was. Uh, I'd also be remiss not to mention potentially the likes of StarCraft or Heroes of the Storm getting some sort of you know injection after it's been pretty much left with a you know a skeleton crew uh, to run those games and maybe you know we can only hope that perhaps some of the games that have not seen so much love for many many years get a resurgence or like ed says as well maybe something within the blizzard world or even the warcraft world some sort of spin-off you know just a small little project that that could come from perhaps you know as a domino effect of microsoft taking over but we we are in a in a world of uncertainty we're in a world of you know opportunity but you know un, and also a, it's a scary time it's a scary time it's it's like all the emotions mixed up in one it's it's funny you say it's a scary time it's a time of uncertainty but i think there are it's i think it's also exciting in to see what's going to happen it's it's such a it's such a historic thing in the games industry it's it's a huge moment so I think there's a lot of excitement as much as there's uncertainty there's a lot of excitement as to what could happen here um, and and as a journalist it definitely interests me to, to think right well what stories are going to come out of this we've already had so many stories um, especially in terms of leaked documentation and, and all this other stuff that's come out um, it's been a really interesting 20 months to see how these two companies uh, Sony and, and Microsoft compete with one another um, like like school children a lot of the time it's been quite petty um, so it's it's been interesting to see that and I'm I'm definitely you know with my journalist hat on I'm interested to see what is going to happen next out of this for sure wasn't there something remind me a little bit about the history of Activision Blizzard because wasn't there like a different company that was about to buy or get or got bought out by Activision back in the day that people didn't like. I think it was something with a V. Oh, um, Vivaldi or... Oh, now you're testing my knowledge. Trust Marty to go off script here. Right at the end as well. Well, if you're thinking of a V, there was Vicarious Visions, um, which was absorbed into Blizzard and became Blizzard Albany. I know, that's, that's, not, that's it. not it. It might not... It might be a different level, but I just feel like there was a company that, that owned a lot of Blizzard uh, uh, or, or were about to buy a lot of Blizzard and people really didn't like that company um, and then Activision came about and, and, and bought them out or something like that and everybody was you know really happy about you know Blizzard being saved back in the day and uh, it's sort of like the similar situation that we have right now so I can't you know the the, the, the you know the, the person that, that just absolutely have to, to you know look at this with a little bit of a you know a negative point of view is can cannot stop thinking that is this just you know the beginning of another of those situations i mean it absolutely could well be we we will have to find out i mean good old wikipedia's come through um you were right it's vivendi um so 2008 activision merged with vivendi 
um, which culminated in the inclusion of the Blizzard brand in the title of the holding company. So that's when they became Activision Blizzard. We've been on a whirlwind trip here, a whirlwind of emotions. And while we're saying that this is the end of you know Microsoft closing on the deal with Activision Blizzard, some might say we're just getting started. My name has been Tom. That's been Marty. We've been joined by Ed. And we've been talking WoW. Well, mostly. Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking WoW? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking WoW on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking WoW. Hope to see you again soon.